we're scared to go towards the thing that's so close to our heart because there's a chance that it'll fail. There's a chance that people will criticize it because it's so close to our heart. And that's why like one of my favorite authors, Rich Litvin, he's a coach. He says that everybody has a secret dream. They just, they don't know about it. They, they don't acknowledge it. They don't say it. A lot of times they don't even acknowledge it to themselves. So they will pick a path that, that they think is uh, practical or viable or pragmatic, but it has nothing to do with what matters to them. It has very little to do with it. And then they create this business that might be successful, but they hate it. Mm-hmm. They're miserable in it. They create a life that looks successful on the outside, but there's this phrase that um, uh, outside success, but uh, internal failure. Um, like they don't feel like a success, but their life looks like it's a success to others because they did it based on somebody else's definition of what matters. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Vibe. On this show, your host, Vinky Lumba, brings highly successful industry professionals to learn from their life experiences and how their mindset played a huge role in their success especially in building generational wealth with commercial real estate investing. By the way, the show is strictly for educational purposes and should not be considered legal accounting or investment advice. Please stay tuned. We have a free gift for you at the end. And also, if you like the show, don't forget to give us good ratings and comments below. This is the Real Estate Vibe Show, and I'm your host, Pinky Lumba, a real estate investor. And today I have a very special guest once again. Faisal Ansan, my good friend. He's a certified high-performance coach since 2015. He's also the co-founder of Coaching Mastery Community, where he helps teach other coaches to hone and further develop their coaching ability and their business practices. Uh, Faisal has coached over 2,000 individuals with diverse background. He runs Space Creators Community, where he holds weekly high-performance and personal development sessions in a small group setting. He guides and teaches people to create the space for their potential vision and inner self-service. Today, we'll discuss creating a vision for you and your business. And we know it's a very, very important topic. Uh, We talk about how to tap into your high potential last week and week before we talk about how to determine fear and people's action towards fear. So we thought uh, creating a vision is another important topic, and we wanted to bring that to our audience. So Faisal, how are you today? And welcome to the show again. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm excited about this. I have a little bit of a cold, but it should be good. Uh, this the the energy usually overtakes the cold when I get excited. <laughs> so I'm good. Great, great. That's good. So let's talk about vision. What is vision? So. Um, and, and that's a great question. Uh, uh, it, it was actually surprising for me how many people didn't understand what a vision was. And, and actually all sorts of people that, that I thought they would know, especially coaches, trainers, and usually people mix goals with vision. Uh, and they're not the same thing. Um, I'll make a quick, quick distinction between the two. A goal is very specific. Um, and so, for example... A goal might be, let's take Elon Musk. A goal might be that he has a goal that by 2000, and I'm just making it up, by 2030, he'll have um, a colony in Mars of human beings. Um, And he'll have it around that specific month. And the launch is going to be around this time. And these conditions have to be in place for that to happen. So it's very specific. There's time bound. The 
and um, it's it has uh, actions leading up to it, and uh, that's what a goal is. So most people have goals. But mm-hmm. Not most people. Most people don't have goals. <laughs> most <laughs> people who are high achievers, they're goals. They have goals. Now, the next level of that is actually a vision. And the reason I picked uh, Elon Musk, because he is a visionary. Uh, very few people notice that is that when he talks about it, he usually talks about uh, the vision that he has. He doesn't talk about the goal by then he's going to do this, not the other. He talks about it's like, you know what? I mean, he, she's, he's like, we need to be an interplanetary species. We need to become self-sustaining here and we need to do this. Otherwise we're doing ourselves and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll paint the picture of just imagine having a colony in, in Mars, imagine mm-hmm. being able to do this and he will follow through with something like that. But it's very aspirational. When you hear him, it's very inspiring. It's very exciting. At least the people who feel aligned with it. Or it could be, think about somebody like Martin Luther King Jr., who talked about uh, the end of slavery. He didn't talk about it in terms of our goal is we're going to do this and that. That's not what he said. He started with, I have a dream. I have a dream of what seeing people together, uh, mm-hmm. eating together, <clears throat> seeing people in, on equal terms. And uh, and then doesn't matter the color, uh, black or white. And I'm making up the words, but he was giving a picture of what was happening in the future. Mm-hmm. An experience, more specifically, an experience of what was happening. And people get pulled into that. It's much more aspirational. It connects to your emotions. It connects mm-hmm. to something that matters to you. Uh, and it connects to something that matters to others. In fact, leaders are actually quite good at painting a vision for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so uh, as an example, like the people who used to go on these sea voyages, think about it, like these sea voyages were where uh, a lot of people used to think there was a time where they thought that the earth was flat and they used to be afraid that they were going to fall off the, <laughs> the, the cliff. The edge of it. Uh, and they would go on these sea voyages and they thought mm-hmm. that something was normal. But these leaders were somehow going to bring all these people forward and get uh, amass all these resources from the kings and queens to get them to, to, to fund these voyages. How did they do that? Well, they painted a vision. They created a picture of, hey, you're going to, when we go there, we're going to see these resources. We're going to be able to create this whole new other world. Uh, And we did. We did some crazy, human beings have done some amazing things with vision. Yeah, something outside the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something outside. And now religion does that very well as well. Uh, Like regardless of how you think about religion, um, uh, religion is probably one of the more, powerful uh, examples of that because they actually paint a vision of not just this world they will paint a picture of a world afterwards and that's they'll true. literally go into the details and they will get you and why do you think so many people are attracted to religions because they give them hope excitement aspirations inspiration connection a purpose so many things that comes out of that vision there are no goals there there's like that vision and then the goals come secondary to that vision and that's true. But the thing is, in that scenario, people forget to live in this life because they are just striving for that vision that there is a life after this life. And the thing that's much better. And they forget that this is the life. That but life look at the power of that, though. Living, right? There are people who will completely forget about this life and exactly. work towards that vision because it's so exactly. powerful, right? Regardless of 
well, how it works practically. Well, that's true. Nobody wow. even has seen it. Yes. Yeah. They so, haven't seen it. There's just a picture mm-hmm. painted. Sometimes it's not even a picture. It's a feeling of what's going to happen uh, in, in, that, in that life. Um, uh, but a lot of times it's pictures and an experience of what you could have. And people will talk about it. Something that they have no idea in their experience. They will literally talk about it over and over and over. And you'll hear it's like, oh, my God, this person really believes it's, that it's going to be real for, for that person. Okay. Interesting. So how do we create a vision for ourselves or for our business yeah. in this world, in this life? So this is where it becomes very interesting. So uh, and, and I want to give a couple of scenarios. So most people's idea of life is based on a, a vision that's actually given to them. And it's very interesting. And it goes back to religion. It goes back to society. It goes back to culture. Because wherever you're born in, from the time that you're born, um, as soon as you uh, have parents or anybody talking to you, they will keep feeding you things. Uh, And it's very normal. It's a human thing to do. Is that, hey, we, we live in this world. We're trying to do this. This is your name. This is who you are. This is what you're good at. And you don't realize it, but over time, these thoughts and these um, desires and these uh, things that your parents and your culture and society wanted, they become important to you. And so your goals become oriented towards that vision. So, for example, I, I grew up in a more Eastern world. And let's take the career example. The thing that was the most important thing for my parents was, at least for my mom, was that uh, we become a doctor or an engineer. Um, that was the most important thing in terms of our education was very important, but it was more about the status of that thing that, that we needed to get. Whether, and you will see that in the, in the culture for most of, like if you talk on average in these common comedy and jokes as well, Indians are like that too, to, to a degree. It's like, at least they were, it's changing now. Where if you talk, everybody will joke about it. It's like, my mom just wants to see me become a doctor or an engineer. Exactly. <laughs> Or, and, and if you do anything outside of that, then that's a problem. So basically then, and you're not going to consciously think about it, but you're going to be attracted to elements and opportunities around that vision that was given to you if you bought into it. This is so right. You know, I did this to my daughter. Uh, I wanted to become a doctor, like a physician, but I changed my paths uh, when I was in school, uh, some odd reason. And uh, when I had my first child, my daughter, I knew that, you know, I wanted her to become a doctor, but I didn't want to say it because I used to hate it when my parents used to tell me all the time, you have to become a doctor and my brother that he has to go for the engineering and all that. So what I did with my daughter was from the very childhood, when she was like only two or three, I started buying her all the stuff that's in that area and the doctor like stethoscope or the thermometer or some of those kind of toys, you know, and then she used to play doctor, doctor when she was a little girl. And now she's becoming a doctor and she thinks it's her vision and she cannot blame me for it. But I just think like there was some, uh, some contribution at my end as well that I instigated that. Yeah. And that's so powerful that you mentioned, you literally got her to live that vision of becoming that doctor. Mm-hmm. And, and so this could be positive or negative. So if you're happy with the vision that's given to you by society, by your culture, by your parents, and you're happy within that, that's great. Because not every vision is negative, like that's given to you. 
But if you've come to a point, and this is the clients that I work mostly, multifamily investors, they've actually come to a point where they've actually done it all. They've pretty much followed the course of the vision of society, parents, culture. They've done their education. They've been in a successful career. They've gotten to about 40, 50 years age, and they're like, I don't know if that's, I feel aligned with that. It's a new version of them showing up. And now it's a very different world they're mm-hmm. trying to create. That's where you sit down and you really become honest about what matters to you. And the problem is that we don't even know how to go towards that because we, we're not given the process because we've spent most of our life following somebody else's vision. And so I actually walk people through a process uh, towards that. And a big part of what I do is that is to help them work through that vision and actually help them just like you did with your daughter. I help them experientially see that in their mind through a mm-hmm. visualization process. And when they see it, it's, it's the most amazing thing. Like um, these are grown adults and you will see them tearing up and connecting with what matter, matters to them in their heart. And they feel it in that moment. Because it's true. And they have never acknowledged it to themselves or to others. And it, could, it doesn't have to be around career. It could be a type of life that you want, the kind of person you're becoming, the kind of growth you want to have, all that stuff. Yeah, so it's the most amazing thing. And once you recognize that, then you begin to go on your own path. You begin to develop things that matter to you. You begin to develop things that bring joy, connection, fulfillment. And that naturally creates more of a sustainable contribution in your family community after you kind of get a hold of it a little bit. Now, the downside is this, the downside is this. So uh, especially even multifamily investors, they will come to a point where they're like, okay, I've had enough of this vision that was given to me. They won't say it in that way, but like, I I don't want to follow what people told me. I'm in this new world of investing. I'm going to create this life based on uh, time freedom, location freedom. I'll do what I want to do when I want to do whoever I want to do it with. This is something they repeat constantly. And guess where they got that from? Somebody gave them. Somebody gave it to them because everybody talks about that, you know. Yeah. And again, it's coming down to like, it's not your vision. It's somebody else's vision. And then you're trying to own somebody else's vision. But it's like, it's not going to be the same thing until unless, you know, you create your vision for yourself. And the other thing I wanted to ask you over here is some people say, I'm very pragmatic. I do not believe in wasting time creating a vision or visualizing. Uh, I like to see the benefits first, or I like to see the fruits first, then I take the action. How do right. you deal with those kind of people? Or what is your response? Well, that, that's not how things work. Uh, so you can take it, like action is not actually, so you hear a lot that, uh, that, that oh, well, take more action. But action in what direction? So exactly. action initially is very good. Like mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's stuck, who doesn't take any action, who's afraid, definitely. That's a great advice. Go take action because you're going to get a lot of clarity by just trying things. Mm-hmm. But if you've somebody who have tried a lot of things and now you've trained yourself to be able to take a lot of action and you go out there, take a bunch of more action and you don't know the direction, you don't know what matters to you, you're going to create something, but it will be something that you'll be very disappointed by. It is not something that matters to you. It isn't, it won't, and, and this is what happens. So. I've been in calls with people. They've they've built a very successful career, very a life that a lot of people would aspire to have. And they, when I get on a call with them, it's like, what are you what are you trying to create? And and as they share a little bit more, um, and I you have to do a little bit of digging for the real thing to come out. And what I find sometimes is that what matters to them is this role that they want to be a comedian. 
or they want to be on stage or they want to do these uh these paintings but no i'm I'm gonna do build this real estate thing and then when i do i'll go towards that and then i'll ask them like how long how long are you willing to put this aside like maybe three years maybe five years and i'm like let let me do a prediction you're gonna put this aside for the next 10 years and you're gonna come back to the same point same point you're gonna be just as unfulfilled just as uh, because we find ways to kind of because we're scared we're scared to go towards the thing that's so close to our heart because there's a chance that it'll fail there's a chance that people will criticize it because it's so close to our heart everybody has a secret dream they just they don't know about it they they don't acknowledge it a lot of times they don't even acknowledge it to themselves so they will pick a path that that they think is uh, practical or viable or pragmatic, but it has nothing to do with what matters to them. It has very little to do with it. And then they create this business that might be successful, but they hate it. Mm-hmm. They're miserable in it. They create a life that looks successful on the outside, but there's this phrase, uh, outside success, but uh, internal failure. Um, like it, they don't feel like a success, but their life looks like it's a success to others. Because they did it based on somebody else's definition of what matters. And, and while nothing wrong with creating freedom, time freedom, location freedom, all that, but it's a very general thing. You need to put your, what matters to you within that time freedom because you need to do something in that time. You need to do something in those locations. You need to do something with, with who do you feel actually aligned with the kind of people, right? That's so true. And plus, you know, if you love something or if your vision is aligned with you, with your you enjoy that you already have the time money financial location all the freedom like you know i say uh i got tested <laughs> positive yesterday or monday right i'm still here recording this because i love this i don't even feel like it's work i just feel like it's aligned with my vision i'm enjoying that i'm feeling free it's not like that somebody's pushing me to do something yes I, I'm totally free to do whatever I wanted to do. So I'm saying, if you love something that you do, or if you align with your true nature, your true self, you're going to enjoy that. You're going to feel free anyways. You're not entangling yourself. So another question comes to my mind is, you know, despite of the fact that we all know the past performance is not an indication or indicative of the past, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, indication of the present or the future, but still we get ourselves entangled with the past experiences and keep on recreating the past into present and future. How can somebody break that cycle and just align yourself to your vision, to your mission? And let's talk about mission too a little bit, you know, after this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think come, that's a loaded question. It'll take an hour to answer that, but, but just <laughs> in simple ways. <laughs> Excuse me. The first part is clarity around your vision. Like there are two things that will propel you more than anything else. That's clarity Mm -hmm. and confidence. Right. If you have clarity in your life, you will naturally take action. If you have confidence, you will do things that other people are afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. And when you create a vision and it matters to you in your heart, it connects to your purpose. It connects to the deepest parts of who you are. It will not matter to you a lot of what, even if something causes you pain that other people say, you will still keep moving forward because it matters to you in your core. You don't even know how to stop that at, at, at times. And past performance only comes into the picture too much when you don't have a vision like that, when you don't have something 
compelling in high performance terms. We know this in studies is that when you have enough necessity, when your necessity is high enough, you will do a lot of things. If it's mm-hmm. not enough, and necessity usually comes being part of something bigger for human beings. It comes being part of a mission, like you said. And your mission is within that vision. Your why is within that vision. All of it is within. And when I walk people through this process, they actually understand. A lot of trainers talk about it. It's like, find your why, but they don't walk people through the process. of. It's actually a very lengthy process. It takes about an hour or so to get them to that why. But why is not as simple as, oh, my family is my why. There's actually deeper things than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you figure that out, then the past performance can be changed. That's it's true. only a determining factor if you don't have something uh, more aspirational, something that challenges you to grow into that person who's going to create that. The short yes, answer. Talk, no, I think that's a good answer. I like that. So let's talk about mission too, because, you know, uh, we're talking about the business, how to create a vision for your business. So how do you, what is a mission statement, first of all, and how is it different from vision? So um, a mission statement is more, this is what we're about. This is what we're trying to do. It's very mm-hmm. simple. It's like, actually, let's go to business. Like, and I'm a business coach as well. So one of the things you find is like, when you go to, a lot of businesses now have mission statements because it's very uh, normal to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a problem. It's very vague. Mm-hmm. And the only person who probably roughly understands this is the owner, CEO, or somebody like that. Now, if I were to go as a coach in a company organization, let's say there are a few employees, there's an executive team, all that stuff. What I would want to know is um, I would want to understand how many people actually get what that means. And most people will just say they get it, but they want It's like, what does that mean? If you collect answer, you'll see that everybody will have an answer because it's not clear. That's why companies, even in that, uh, there's a book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel, who was Elon Musk's partner in PayPal. Uh, he was like, companies who don't have vision, uh, they, will, uh, they will usually go downwards. Even companies who are multi-billion dollar companies. And he gives so many examples of that is when, they, when the CEOs, the, the leadership team loses sight of the vision, then the profit starts to go down over time because mm-hmm. it loses purpose. Now, the mission actually is a distillation of that vision. So what I would want to do, and there's another book, if if your viewers want to go into, it's called Vivid Vision. It actually teaches you how to work through creating a company vision. Uh, It's very powerful. And I work through that in my uh, own own company. And it also alludes to your personal vision too at the end of that book. But it's very powerful because when I go into a company and all I have to do is ask them a few questions around their vision, and most of them will have no idea. And so the powerful thing becomes is that when you get them aligned on that vision, all of a sudden this excitement and this amazing thing comes up. It's like, holy shoot, we do have it. And then the rest is the strategic process to work through and, and make it happen. And that's where the goals and the strategic goal setting and, and the day-to-day actions and habits and systems, all that stuff that comes in. But unless that's clarified, it's, it's and I'll give you a practical example. So uh, I'm a coach. And I have a couple of companies. So one of my companies is geared towards other coaches. So it's a mastermind for coaches. And initially, when we uh, started out, we, it's a partnership between coaches. So there were six of us. Now there are four. One of the things we assumed, wrongly assumed, that coaches would have a clear understanding of something like vision and they will do that. And we talked about it a little bit. We clarified and then we just jumped into doing things. But two years later, we found out that that wasn't the case. Uh, two of our partners had a very different vision of what they wanted to create. 
and easily slowly they just dropped out it didn't work out wasn't well, nothing wrong with them or with, with us they just didn't feel aligned with that path and then right after that happened our first thing was okay we need to take out time to figure this out so we've been blocking out about four hours uh once a month to work through that and it uh we've done about four sessions of that to clarify and it's still not fully clear four hours each time with the leadership team. It's still not fully clear, but as soon as that clarified, the momentum in business just skyrocketed. Very different than before. We don't feel held back. It's like everybody's making efforts in the same direction. Even though we're not actually very clear on the strategic process yet, we're just clear about the aspirational vision of what we're creating. And, and that was powerful for even for us to see. Um, uh, but and that's what happens is like we in you your viewers might have heard working in your business versus on your business. Most people work in their business. They just do the they most Employees. CEOs are are kind of more like firefighters. They, yeah, they just exactly. respond to emails and do things. And that's not what moves your business forward long term. And and which connects to a vision is much more long term than short term. We can bring it back to the economy. The people who are scared of the economy, they don't have long term goals. They don't have long-term vision. They're scared because their whole mindset and their thinking is around what's going to happen in the economy in the next six months, one year, two years. Because if you look at the 10 years, you will actually see a lot of opportunities. But if you're looking at two years, you will get scared. That's a short term. Yeah, since you're talking about the economic situations, let's talk about that a little bit. Given the situation that we are in right now, inflation is like really high interest rate is a really high and now we are heading towards a recession we are already maybe in recession so at this stage how can somebody create a vision for himself or herself what will be the strategic direction if you follow the best minds in business you will see that this is the best time to create a vision for business in fact, if you actually look into the history of uh, Microsoft, you look at the history of some of the biggest companies, they came out of the worst times in economy. Uh, they will, they, you will clearly see they were birthed in these kind of times. And this is why when you talk to um, people who are billionaires, millionaires, they've been waiting for this time. And they actually is, this is actually part of their plan. A lot of their investments happen right now. For example, Warren Buffett, He's been focusing so much on, like a lot of people criticize them. It's like, oh, he's, he's lost his edge and stuff. He's got a lot of cash. <laughs> he's going to be buying a lot of things that are going to be on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people cl- criticize his long-term strategy, but he only focused on long-term strategy. He built up a huge uh, amount, but now uh, the time that has come, he's the one who's going to be benefiting more than anybody else. He'll probably quadruple what he's making. And it's not really about him because he's like, he, he lives actually, if you follow him a little bit, he lives in a very normal neighborhood. That's true. He actually jokes around about it. He's like, you know, the only reason that the, uh, the median income is really high is because of me. <laughs> and that, otherwise, it's an average middle class. That's neighborhood. true. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so, but what, what is important here to, to know is that this is the time to double down on things such as your business. And that means that the vision needs to get clear. Um, that means that um, this is a time where you can create solutions for people, especially people who are afraid at this time and they don't know how to navigate things. 
And if you have a solution for them, they will invest with you. And there are a lot of people with money who don't know what to do with uh, their path forward. And obviously, it depends what socioeconomic level we're talking about. Like if we're talking about a lower socioeconomic level, this is going to be very challenging for people who have jobs. And this is why mm-hmm. businesses who are actually supporting social lower socioeconomic levels, they're really good because if you're building up, you can support other people too in the mm-hmm. process. But if you're kind of crashing with the economy, uh, you're going to be in trouble and everybody else in your life is going to be in trouble. So I would say, look, like what I would encourage everybody to do is go to, for example, Valuetainment is a great channel on YouTube. Um, uh, like Patrick Bed David is a great person to listen to around business. He has a $100 million insurance business. And he actually started his business on the, around the last recession. <laughs> and he, he just, he went from being a nobody to somebody who created a huge uh, following, but also a very successful, uh, multiple successful businesses. And he actually talks quite a bit about this stuff and, and just read books from like Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, and these guys and, and really th- look at their thinking process. It's not really what they do because you might not be interested in what they do, mm-hmm. but their p- thinking process is very, very important. And it, it will help you understand that more, any of them you listen to, they don't think in terms of one year, two year. They think much, much long term in their life and their business. And that's what actually separates humans from, I would say, other animals, that we, we, we have the ability to kind of uh, pause on our immediate needs and look towards what we can create. That's what allowed us to survive and thrive in different contexts and environments because we, could, we would harvest a bunch of grain, but we would store it. We won't distribute it. How could we do that? Because the people who were in charge, they understood that we can, we can plan for the next drought. We can plan for the next uh, famine that's going to come up. And that put us way ahead. And, 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 and that's built into human beings. That's where the vision is. Because it's farther out. And not uh, you do not know 100% yet. But clarity will come as you start moving towards it. right? Because, and then you're creating your goals to get closer to your vision. Whatever you're creating yourself. And the mission you said is your existence, you know, why your company is existing. You know, that's what the mission is, because it's like why you're doing something. That's what the and mission it can't is. Be that I want to create a billion dollars. That's not a mission or that's not a vision. It, it, it can't it can't be because uh, I want to create a billion dollars. There needs to be a purpose behind purpose it. behind it. Exactly. Like, uh, for example, um, uh, Elon Musk is one of the richest person, as far as we know, uh, on Earth. But like somebody asked him in an interview, he's like, you know, every time I watch you, you're blowing up a rocket. What's your business plan? He just looked at him. He was like, I don't have a business plan. <laughs> His mission is not to make more money. His mission is actually to put people on Mars. It's really important to make human species into a planetary, make energy more sustainable. That's a much, that inspires him, that excites him. And he talks about it like, oh, you have to watch some of his videos and just watch his face, how excited he gets, how passionate he gets. That makes people want to join in with him. That makes people want to invest with him. That makes in it like he is like, if you don't know, Elon Musk is considered one of the, he is like the perfect balance between uh, tech genius and a salesperson who can kind of bring the two of them, which is very rare. Uh, but if you develop that, he was the, the one of the few people in the energy industry who was able to 
uh, acquire that big contract from the government where nobody else could do it because he talked about he presented a vision of what he could create and obviously he had his credibility and other things but uh, but when you actually really watch leaders who've done a lot of things they didn't work with small goals they didn't work with short term in their personal life or professional life they thought of things much more long term and, and if you take anything from this is that whether it's your goals or vision it needs to be long-term. It needs to matter to you. It needs to be deeply connected to who you are. The mission needs to matter to you. Can't just be about, uh, oh, I need to make a bunch of numbers. Numbers don't do anything for human beings, ultimately. That's true. It's just like I always say all the time, your purpose has to be bigger than profit. And if your purpose is bigger than profit, it's all profit anyways after that. And also, um, you have to have the courage to move forward dis- despite of the results. Um, I heard this in my childhood. Uh, you know, we have a holy book called Gita. You, you know, like you know, in the Bible or Quran, Gita. So um, in Gita, this is uh, despite uh, if there's like so many limitations or so many setbacks, you just keep on going. Don't worry about what happened because as long as you have the vision to get somewhere, you'll get there. And the other question that I was going to ask you, the last question, actually, you know, a lot of people. When you talk to somebody, they always say, live your vision or live the life of your vision. What that exactly means yeah. in your words? That's actually very, very interesting. So let's say, let's take the personal side. If you, a lot of times I'm walking people through their vision and they will say, they'll describe their life. They'll be like, oh, I'm in this beautiful place with water, with my beautiful house, or I'm in this adventure my family's there. I'm fully present with them. I'm connected to them. And, I've, um, and uh, I'm not stressed out. I'm not worried. I'm at peace. So there are certain parts of that vision that you can't fully live right now, such as that big house and that land with the water. But there are certain part of it, parts of it you can actually live right now. So there will be certain things like being present with your family. You can do that right now. You can live that right now. So you can live towards that. You can, uh, if you see yourself to be a more patient person in that life, you can live that in this moment. You can have the intention to live that in this moment. You don't have to be perfect about it, but you can intentionally because that matters to you in that thing. If uh, what matters to you is spending more time with your family than for going on a vacation for a month, then you can start with two days. Start with one full day. But what people do is they go towards the extremes, like I either have that or I don't know you as you live it, you begin to create it. A, a vision is not a static thing like goal. It's, it's a living thing. It, it, living, breathing. You grow, thing, yeah. you grow with it. And the more you live that vision, the more you become that person who's creating. And usually the income, the success, all the external stuff is an expression of whatever you created. It's a projection of you. It's an effect. It's not the cause. Because you would have to become that person. Anybody you ask, any any wealthy person, any person who is like if 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 you hand the keys to their empire to anybody else, it's like what's gonna happen? And they'll be like, Oh, it's gonna go to crap. Why? Because they don't have the ability to run something like mm-hmm. that, or they don't have the team to run something like that. And if you ask them, like if you lose it all, like yeah, I think it was Warren Buffer, one of these guys was asked this question, like if you lose it all. How long would it take you to rebuild it? Thought about it. It's like five years. And we're talking about billions. <laughs> five yeah. years. And it took him about three decades to do that. But now because he's built, he's yeah, made himself he has the confidence. Person, mm-hmm. 
there's confidence, there's know-how, there's connection, there's credibility. There are so many things in there that the thing, the, the, the thing is not the thing. They are the thing. That's true. Wow. I think that was a really wonderful session today. So let me ask you uh, one golden nugget before we move out to our rapid fire round. What is going to be the golden nugget for today? I think um, I would say life is too short. Um, No amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of uh, approval from others will ever be enough. and, and anybody who, who is busy in their life, they know how fast life goes. And when you begin to do the things that matter to you, it creates a different kind of quality of life. Not just for you, but for the people that, that are in your life. It, it changes the quality. You tend to naturally bring more joy. You bring more connection. You bring more growth. You bring more purpose. You bring more of the things, fulfillment, that matter to most human beings. Um, but if your focus becomes, let me build this thing for the sake of showing to other people or for the sake of proving something to something else, um, you're going to forget about your life. Um, and you're not going to actually live it. You'll just be in your head. Um, and this is the time to kind of, it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy, just slow down and ask yourself some very key questions. What matters to you? What are you trying to create? What is close to your heart? What do you want to go towards? And if they're not clear, you you take the next step towards what matters to you. And it will become clear or at least get support towards that. Um, that you will not only thank yourself in five years, six years, 10 years, but also you're going to pass that on to other people in your community, in your organizations, in your life. Wow, I love that. Thank you so much. So now we are at our rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask you five questions. You're going to answer in one word or one sentence only. Are you ready? I'll try. All right. First question is, what is one of the most important things that you have learned in your life? And how did it change your life after learning it? To stop doing things out of guilt. I love that. Start doing things because it matters to you. That's so true. Oh, my God. I love that. It changed my life because I'm, I'm free now. Uh, I'm, I'm free from resentment. I don't do things that other people expect. I do things that matter to me, and I'll show up with them present, connected, more often than not, versus before I was always stuck in that guilt. That, that's a huge change, and a lot of people are there. That's true, because we are complete beings within ourselves. We do not need any, anybody's validation or any outer stimulation to just prove that what we are. So second question, what is a best book that you have read or recommend to my audience? Um, any kind of book? or Any book any, that you love. I would say a very interesting book that you probably won't forget. It's actually called Super Coach by Michael Neal. It's a personal development book, but it's very unique. It has a very different take. Um, that and also one other book, The Untethered Soul. Those two books will probably I love change that one. the way you look at your life, the way you think about your life, the way you look at anything. Thank you. I know about one, Untethered Soul. In uh, one word, what does life mean to you? Experience. Great. What is your great? What is your biggest passion? 
this <laughs> connecting with people. <laughs> I love that. Mine too. <laughs> uh, we have that common. If you can, if you could turn back in time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell yourself? I think what I would say is that you'll be fine. You don't need to worry about all the things that you're worried and scared of. Just keep going forward. That's the best thing you can say. Thank you. I love that. So how can people reach out to you? Uh, you can go to, uh, my name should be on the screen, literally FaisalInson.com. Um, or you can search Faisal and Son on, on Google. I'm on many of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, but the main website is FaisalInson.com. Thank you so much, Faisal, for giving us all these golden nugget fulfilled three shows. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. As promised, we have a free ebook for you. Seven reasons why real estate syndication build long-term wealth. Please go to our website, www.lumbainvest.com to download your free copy today. See you next week with another awesome guest.